to all and welcome back to the Promethean Perspective Advent Series. I am your host, Emily. I pray that you're all doing well and having a very fruitful Advent thus far and continuing to just really draw close to the Blessed Mother so that she can teach you how to prepare a place for our Lord because if anyone knows how to do that, it is our Blessed Mother, Our Lady, who teaches us how to draw closer to our Lord, particularly during this Advent season. Today is the third Monday in the third week of Advent. We had the beautiful God Day Sunday yesterday with the beautiful rose color and we lit the third advent uh, candle so very exciting we are getting closer and closer to the birth of our lord and today is also the memorial feast of saint lucy who is a virgin and martyr and we are going to be reading uh, from numbers of course the psalms and delving a little bit into the gospel of matthew so it is going to be a wonderful journey as we continue to delve into the word of god so we can better prepare a place for the coming christ child so let's get into it my dear brothers and sisters Dear brothers and sisters, let us begin all things as we should in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Our first reading, um, according to the book of Numbers, chapter 24, verse 2 through 7. When Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the Spirit of God came upon him, and he gave voice to his oracle. The utterance of Balaam, son of Beor, the utterance of a man whose eye is true, the utterance of one who hears what God says, and knows what the Most High knows of one who sees what the Almighty sees, enraptured and with eyes unveiled. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, your encampments, O Israel! They are like gardens beside a stream, like the cedars planted by the Lord. His wells shall yield free-flowing waters, and he shall have the sea within reach. His king shall rise higher, and his royalty shall be exalted. Then Balaam gave voice to his oracle, the utterance of Balaam, son of Beor, the utterance of a man whose eye is true, the utterance of one who hears what God says, and knows what the Most High knows, of one who sees what the Almighty sees, enraptured and with eyes unveiled. I see him, though not now. I behold him, though not near. A star shall advance from Jacob, and a staff shall rise from Israel. Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 25 Teach me your ways, O Lord. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths, and guide me in your truth, and teach me, for you are my God, my Savior. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your kindness are from of old. In your kindness, remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, and thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice, and he teaches the humble his way. Teach me your ways, O Lord. A gospel according to the gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 23 through 27. When Jesus had come into the temple area, the chief, chief priests and elders of the people approached him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them in reply, I shall ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I shall tell you by what authority I do these things. Where was John's baptism from? Was it of heavenly or of human origin? They discussed this among themselves and said, If we say of heavenly origin, he will say to us, Then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we fear the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they said to Jesus in reply, We do not know. He himself said to them, Neither shall I tell you by what authority I do these things. So, today, as I mentioned, is the beautiful feast of St. Lucy, who is a saint that was absolutely on fire out of love for our Lord and died a virgin 
And that was part of the reason why she died a martyr was because she preserved and protected her virginity. And so I urge you also just to fight for chastity, fight for virginity, fight for purity, and remain pure just as Our Lady was. Because Our Lady, because of her purity, was able to receive the greatest gift of, of receiving this, becoming the mother of God, receiving the son of God. And she herself was a absolutely pure vessel. So I urge you, I just encourage you with all of my being to remain pure so that um, the pure of heart shall see God as the Beatitudes tell us in the Gospel of Matthew. But also if we are pure, then we will have a worthy place for the Christ child to come. So our main focus in today's readings, which are absolutely beautiful, as always, the word of God is just lovely. But today's reading, we're particularly going to focus in on Matthew 21, verse 23, uh, where Jesus comes into the temple area and the chief priest and the elders of the people, they approach him as he's teaching and they ask him, like, by what authority are you able to do these things? And who has given you this authority? So on the part of the chief priest and the elders, we have to really appreciate that this is a bit of a bold move. Like they, they kind of already have this pre-planned agenda. They kind of have this foresight of how they're going to find a way to agitate Jesus. So first we can pause and just reflect on how unfortunate that is, that this is the disposition. They have the exposure to be with Jesus, to be near the Savior of the world, to spend time with him, to converse with him, and instead they choose to agitate him or to question him on purpose just to trip him up as if you could trip up the Son of God. Uh, (laughs) Little did they know. But if we take for a moment and just reflect on this instance, like here's God who is, who is the person in the person of Jesus, the eternal son. He's teaching words of eternal life. He is giving life. He's giving reconciliation. He's giving forgiveness of sins. He's in the temple area where there's so many people, particularly the prideful chief priests and the elders who are, who are disturbed by him. They don't like Jesus. But Jesus speaks with such power and authority that everyone is able to recognize, hey, there's something different about this guy. There's something so radically different about Jesus. But the chief priests and elders, they actually permit their awareness of Jesus' difference to turn into anger, to turn into jealousy, to intentionally agitate Christ, to, to call into question where he receives his authority. But, I mean, it's quite shocking that they understood Clearly, I mean, it just reveals how far the religious leaders of this time were were not pursuing what they should have been. We're not pursuing integrity and decency and, and sanctity. So in many ways, it reveals their own spiritual blindness in their attempt to challenge Jesus as if you could challenge him. But in this particular gospel passage, we are revealed that they, they not, they, 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 they're not open to the truth that Christ desires to give. And many times in our life, we're not open to the truth that Christ desires to give us either. Because these scribes and Pharisees, they're not open to what God's plan is, the God's plan for salvation, what he's unfolding right before their eyes. And they instead choose questioning and agitation and pride and envy. So I urge you, like in this gospel reflection, like place yourself in that temple area where Christ is speaking. What would your reaction be like? Would you be drawn to him out of love and out of purity and out of the desire to know more of the truth of which he speaks or would you be drawn to him out of um, holy curiosity of who he is and what he's doing what he's about and and where he has his strength and power and authority from or or would you be jealous of him would you be agitated by how much he knows by his dedication to the will of the father or would you just altogether like pretend to ignore him or would you have the eyes of faith to recognize the profound presence of god in our midst. The reality that he speaks with love and he speaks with authority and he speaks so that we may have life and have it 
fully and abundantly. So I, I encourage you today, reflect upon all the many temple settings, if you will, or just scenarios in which you encounter our Lord. How do you react to him? How do you approach him? We're not able to literally go to that time where the scribes and Pharisees and elders listened to Christ speak and then planned out, you know, how to agitate him and annoy him and, and act out of their own free will. But we are given these opportunities on a daily basis to encounter him. Particularly during this Advent season, we are given this opportunity to prepare such a place so that when we encounter the Christ child in the Christmas season, that we can encounter him with love, purity, generosity, authenticity. And God is, God is speaking to us in countless ways. So how do, you, how do you react to him? How do you perceive his presence? How do you listen to his voice? How do you respond when he speaks? Let's close with a prayer. Beloved Lord, you who humble yourself so fully and so completely and so totally, and you take on the humble form of, of a piece of bread, of, of nothing, you give your all. You give the fullness of yourself, your body, your blood, your soul, and your divinity. You hold nothing back from us. Permit us to respond to you with a similar love. Although we can never love you as you have loved us, permit us to love you to the best of our abilities. Permit us to respond and to react with purity, with sanctity, with holiness, with a diligence to doing your will. Help us to recognize that wherever we go and whatever we, we do, we must always seek you. We must always rejoice in you. We must always appreciate that you have come to speak to us to reveal more of the love of the Father through the words you speak and the actions you do. And permit us to, to have a, a second nature of just a subconscious reaction, but also a very aware reaction to always respond with confidence in everything that you say and do. Lord, increase our trust in you. Increase our purity. Create of us a, a pure and holy place for you to be able to come and dwell. And we ask this through the intercession of Our Lady who can teach us how to do that and through the example of St. Lucy. We ask this all through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we conclude um, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, God bless you, my dear brothers and sisters. I am continuing to pray for you as we continue to travel along in this joyful Advent season where we are given this opportunity to very intentionally dwell, delve into the Word of God and prepare a place within our hearts and our minds that the Christ child may come and he may set our lives ablaze out of love with for him and that fire can be shared with every person in our life, with every aspect of our life. May we continue to fight the good fight of holiness and pursue sainthood while we are given this opportunity to. God bless you all.